it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live on Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, with none other than Big Gore. It's been, say what's up to the people, man. Happy March Madness Eve. Happy March Madness to you as well. We are sitting here, guys. Tomorrow's tip-off. I don't count the first four as the tip-off of March Madness. I don't know if other people do. Um, say we had a – I didn't watch the 16 seeds play each other. I mean, I don't really – there's plenty of other stuff to interest me than watching two of the worst teams in college basketball go at it. did watch the second game, though, with Indiana and uh, Wyoming. That was a hell of a game. But anyway, True. Ben, here we are, man. We got the field of 68 now. I guess it's down to field of 66 at this point, but it's going to be a hell of a ride. First off, Ben, before we get in there, do you think the committee got it right putting in this tournament, Michigan, and leaving out Texas A&M? Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't know if Michigan was, like, the worst team to get in because they were an 11 seed, which I don't think counts as an at-large bid. So there might have been someone worse, but – I do think A&M should have gotten in. They finished around 22 to 23 wins. They made the conference uh, championship game. They upset big teams along the way. They beat Auburn and they beat Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, You know, I, I think Buzz Williams, did you see Buzz Williams' press conference after the NIT win last night? No, what did he say? He had pages of notes. And he said, this is my statement. I will not be answering any questions about this. This is what I'm comfortable saying. So don't ask me any follow-up questions. And he was basically saying the reasons why they should be in, some teams shouldn't be in, and it just leaves. <laughs> yeah. He answers questions about everything else. So I, I think a probably deserves to be in, but, I mean, it, it sucks. It happens. It's a human error with a committee. Yeah, it definitely happens. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the way the committee looks at it is – Michigan played the third hardest schedule in all of college basketball. So I think the way they look at it is Michigan played a hard conference schedule. And, you know, I feel that's I was listening to uh, Jeff Goodman talk about it on his podcast. And he said that um, basically the way he looks at it is that you have to schedule tough out of conference opponents and be rewarded for it. You know, like that's the thing. Like that's what you happens make with your... Bama. Like people are like Bama's 13 losses and under 20 wins. Why are they? Uh, you know, a pretty high seed as in a six seed. It's like, well, go look at their out-of-conference schedule. Yeah, they played, they played Baylor like, and Gonzaga. They played like Bama, not even that. Baylor played, or Bama played like four or five teams that won their conference this year. Um, No, I, I mean, I agree with you completely. Alabama played an extremely tough schedule. But see, Alabama did everything they could to try to get themselves in the tournament. At the end of the day, you played 30 to 32 regular season games plus your conference tournament. You had 32 chances to get in the tournament. If you didn't do it, that's on you. But I do agree, though, man. I thought Texas A&M should have been in there. I thought maybe knocking out one of these other at-large bids. I do think Michigan probably should have been in there, but I do think Michigan should have been playing in one of these two play-in games. But I think they definitely deserve to be in there. Um, at the end of the day, though, it sucks. It's tough. It happens. There's always going to be somebody we think should have gone in something. It is what it is. But I do, I do, I am not a huge fan though of the way that they broke these brackets down. But hey, let's get into it, man. First of all, to start things off here, we'll start things off in the West region where we have the number one overall seed, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, ben, what's your overall thoughts on this West region, man? Uh, it's very tough. A lot of powerhouse. Uh, teams in this in this region, a lot of teams that had really good years. Um, 
I mean, just looking down the line, Gonzaga. I mean, I'd say like the big, the big big team names in this Gonzaga. I mean, it's really just the top five seeds, uh, and then you can include Alabama if you want at the six. So, uh, Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, um, Arkansas, UConn, and Alabama. Those are, that's pretty much a gauntlet. And then, even at the nine seed, you have Memphis. Memphis finished the year as one of the hotter teams in basketball. You have Michigan State as a seven seed, who can match up against Duke in the uh, second round or in the round of thirty-two if they both make it. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really tough bracket. A lot of stars, a lot of kind of a lot of like. Uh, I mean, you got some got some potential first round picks. Obviously, Gonzaga's got a couple. Duke's got maybe three, four, maybe five guys. JD Note from Arkansas. I mean, there's a lot of studs in this bracket. This this won't be easy for whoever gets to the uh, you know lead eight, final four out of this region. Yeah, man, I agree with you completely. I mean, when I look at the top four seeds in here, look, I personally think Gonzaga is a little overrated. I can't say that I'm a huge fan of the uh, Mountain West Conference and think that Gonzaga – I mean, Gonzaga definitely does their part, just like we said, of playing tough out-of-conference opponents. You know, like they definitely do their job scheduling them to make up for the fact they play in the mount, – in the um, what it, what's the name of their conference? The West Coast yeah. Conference or something like yeah. that? Yeah, WCC. Yeah, the West Coast Conference. Um. But, you know, on top of that, man, when I look at this conference, look, I really want to fade Duke. I can't even lie, guys. I think Duke's extremely overrated. I've said it I've said it a thousand times. I would consider Ben the SEC guy. I'm the ACC guy. And, you know, we know a good bit about everything in between as well. But, guys, Duke lost to Florida State. We are horrible. Duke was struggling with Syracuse without Buddy Beheim after they played the day before. This Duke team is trash. I don't even think Virginia Tech's that good. I think they're extremely overrated, and I think they're fortunate to even find themselves on the two-line currently. Um, I don't think this Duke team's very good. I'd love to fade them in the tournament. Texas Tech, man, this team has a hell of a defense, for top five defense in all of college basketball. But out of the number seeds, one. one, what were you about to say? I think it's ranking number one. Yeah, it might even be the number one. I know it's in the top five for sure. Maybe even – I think it depends on the metrics you look at. It's either number three or number one. But either way, it's a hell of a defense regardless. And when you look at this offense, though, they're the – out of the top five seeds from, like, overall as being a one, two, three, four, five seed, they have the worst overall offensive rating of any team that's seeded one through five. On top of all that, I actually love Arkansas. I think Arkansas is probably the best team in this entire bracket, but they have to play Vermont, who is probably the worst possible matchup for them, a team that can shoot the three ball. Ark <coughs> plays, sorry, um, plays great two-point defense on top of those two things. Arkansas has does not shoot the three ball well and seems to start slow. I could see them get, having a lot of problems. Um, ben, before we get down to who's winning this, bra- this um, side of the bracket and why, what team do you think is poised to make a huge upset that's a, maybe a double-digit seed or even, like, a, is going to knock off a team, you know, in the second round or something like that? Like, where do you see the biggest upset happening in this bracket? I think the first round, uh, the one that people are most commonly looking at is the 10-7, the Davidson over Michigan State, or the 12-5, New Mexico State over UConn. Um, UConn doesn't really shoot the ball to the perimeter all that well. And Michigan State's just kind of – they haven't had your typical Michigan State kind of year. They've kind of been up and down. They ended the season a lot better than what they started it. But Davidson's is a program that has obviously been in the tournament multiple times. Davidson is a team that can really score the ball. They shoot the ball well. I think they shoot just under 40% uh, from threes as a team. So, obviously, not what you really want to play, a team that can just light it up from threes. But 
I think the 12-5, I mean, obviously that's a matchup that 12s have done pretty well against in uh, in March Madness, I think. Let's see here. At, um, least the, one 12, at, at least one 12 seed has defeated a 5 seed in 31 of the 36 tournaments. Yep. Uh, last year, or, Oregon State obviously went to the Sweet 16. I think they went to the Sweet 16 as a 12 did. seed. So um, I, I'd say those two, the 12-5, New Mexico State over UConn, or the 10-7. Uh, are probably the most common in terms of a double digit seed making it to the Sweet 16. I don't see it personally. Um, I think when they kind of run into a juggernaut like an Arkansas uh, or, or even like a Duke, like a Duke versus Davidson or Arkansas versus New Mexico State matchup, I just think there's too much you know star power in those teams. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think for those first two matchups, I definitely think the 10 7. I think Davidson's in a really good spot. I think to play, everyone wants to see Izzo versus Coach K, and I honestly think we don't get to see that. I don't think Michigan State's very good. Yeah, I don't think Michigan State's good at all. I think Davidson wins for sure is an upset in this bracket. Um, I've got New Mexico State beating UConn here in this game. I'm not that impressed with UConn. I think that New Mexico State will be able to stop Sinogo, their big man, the center in the middle. And I think that their guard play will outplay UConn and they'll get stuck in a game they haven't. I've already taken plus seven and on the money line. But Ben, as much as I hate to do it, man, y'all know I'm a big hogs guy, but I actually took Vermont to beat them. Look, I was torn, guys. I want to take Arkansas. If Arkansas can get past Vermont, I think they can win this entire bracket of the of the uh West region. But the problem is I don't think they're going to get past Vermont as much as I hate to say it. I actually have Vermont making a run to the Sweet 16. I have a couple high seeds like that in the Sweet 16. Vermont will be a 13 seed and will be in the Sweet 16. Unfortunately, Ben, I also have the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame tonight taking on your your taking down your Alabama Crimson Tide as well. But ultimately, ben, but ultimately, Ben, outside of these uh outside of all these upsets in this bracket, as much as I hate to do it and pick the chalk in this bracket. I'm taking Gonzaga, man. So like I said against Texas Tech, man, this team struggles to find offense. They're 18-0 and 0 at home. All their losses came on the road this year. Texas Tech's a really good team. I feel like they're going to trip up somewhere along the road. Same thing with Duke, man. I just don't see either of these teams getting out of here. I think Gonzaga is the safest bet to get out of this bracket, and that's why I picked them to get out of here. I promise, guys, this is the only one, though, where I took the chalk and took a one seed to make it out. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I have Gonzaga as well, making the uh, Elite Eight Final Four. Um, people say every year Gonzaga chokes, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, and they don't choke. Like they they make the Elite Eight, Final Four almost every single season. I don't think that's choking. They don't get upset early rounds that I can even remember. So I don't think making like a Elite Eight, Final Four, and losing like you know even if it's every single year, even if you are the one seed, like I don't consider that choking. Making a Final yeah. Four is damn impressive. So. Mm-hmm. I just think they haven't been able to get over the hump. I mean, we've seen that in sports all the time. So eventually they're going to do it. I would say if they can't do it this year, I think the excuses are running out because, I mean, I, I thought last year was the best team he's ever had. And then this Absolutely. year he even had he had the best recruiting class he's ever had this year. So And Timmy came back. So, you know, I don't know. But he, I, I think Mark Few is a fantastic coach. I mean – I don't, I don't, th- I don't consider them choking. Like I, choking is not what that is. Yeah. Choking is losing on the first two weekends when you're a one or a two seed that's choking, but getting the, once you get to the sweet 16, I mean, anything can and will happen. 
I'm just going to go ahead and say this, Ben. We'll revisit this topic later, but look, I think there's going to be absolute chaos this year in college basketball. There's no team that's just like that elite team. There's not the elite talent we've seen in the past in college basketball. There's a ton of good players, though, don't get me wrong. And so with those things being said, Gonzaga's the number one overall seed. They're the top-picked team to win the entire tournament by the public and everyone. That's just simply not happening, guys. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. Anyway, let's move over on stay on the same side of everything. Let's go over here to the East region, Ben, where we have the number one seed being the Baylor Bears, the number two seed being the Kentucky Wildcats, three seed, the Purdue Boilermakers, and number fours are UCLA Bruins. We got some pretty solid matchups down here in this bracket. Um, Baylor, Ben, I'm completely out on Baylor. So their center, Tashua, I don't know his first name. His last name is Tashua. Probably their best rebounder. He's out for the season. Their second best player is also one of the best up. rebounders in the country. Yeah, he's one of the best rebounders in the country. Their second best and player. one of the best defenders in the country. Exactly. He's a beast, guys. Not to mention they lost multiple guys to the NBA last year. They lost Jared Butler. They lost Davion Mitchell, who was a lottery pick. And they lost Mark Vital, a guy who had been there for a long time as well. And, uh, and they lost uh, – didn't they lose Marcio Teague? Oh, yeah, and they lost Macio. Exactly. They lost four guys from the championship run last year, and now they have two of their top three players injured. I mean, I just don't see it happening for Baylor. That being said, they'll get past North Polk State. I have them slipping up to North Carolina here on the second leg of this. I just don't see it playing out here well for Baylor. I'm honestly shocked Baylor's a one seed. I really was shocked to see Baylor on the one line. I don't think they deserve by, to be there, but it's, it's by default. I mean, think about the last week of the regular season, how many yeah. teams lost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I mean everyone exactly or a conference tournament too. Exactly. Everyone's so even this year in college basketball. So many teams beat up. It's all like exactly like you said, Ben is by default. What do you what do you what do you see happening here in this bracket? Who's your sleeper team? Like Duke would have won, Duke would have been the one seed over Baylor had they beat Virginia Tech in the conference tournament. Yeah. Um, Jeez. That's I, tough. I think I, I like two teams. Um, the most common one's going to be Virginia Tech over Texas. That That's probably the most common upset the first round in the entire March Madness bracket. Um, I think, I think St. Mary's and I think North Carolina are in pretty good positions to be honest with you. I think North Carolina, if they get past Marquette, I think they match up pretty well against Baylor. Uh, you know, North Carolina's got a couple guards, uh, Davis and um, oh, blank. I don't know the other one's name, but um their guards, they've shot the ball well as the season's come to the end, and they're huge inside. So I think Is it they Leafy Black, up. the other guard you're thinking of? No, it's not the other one I'm thinking of. Um, but th they can match up great inside. Their best player, Armando Baycott's an absolute presence yep. inside. I believe he's seven feet. And then they also have the uh, former Oklahoma guy, Brady Manick, who can, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he can get pretty physical in the paint on defense, but he can light it up from threes. Yep. I think they match up well against Baylor. So I think they could take down Baylor and move to the Sweet 16 and further. And St. Mary's, I, I, I think this is a really, really good St. Mary's team. I really do. They beat Gonzaga once. Obviously, they lost to them twice. They uh, played close against Wisconsin. And, uh, I mean, they've had some losses this year that they probably should have won. But they've played a lot of tournament teams this year. So they've, they've played Gonzaga three times, Wisconsin, Colorado State, San Francisco, Notre Dame, and uh, San Diego State. So okay. I think they have the experience this year. They have a great defense. I mean, I, the game that they beat Gonzaga in, it looked like they were suffocating their offense. Mm -hmm. So, listen, this is a team that plays defense. They shoot threes. They don't turn the ball over a lot. And uh, they're pretty good as a team for the free throw line. I, I think, I, you know, 
I think they get past Indiana. I really do. I think they can get past UCLA. I think this is a team that's setting up well to uh, have a chance at the Sweet 16 elite in. I really do. I actually have them losing here to Indiana, but look, I'm not going to bet on that game personally. So take that for what it's worth. I'm just more of an upset guy here. Look, Actually, I'm going to – strangely enough, I wanted to fade UCLA, but I feel like they kind of treated the regular season like a formality. You know, they're kind of like an ugly team in the sense of the fact that they really love the mid-range two-shot rather than, you know, the dunks and the three-pointers like we've all fallen in love with basketball. But, hey, I'm still a fan of guys who emphasize that. I mean, they got – I feel like that their key player is Hawkes. I feel like when he really gets going that this team becomes unstoppable because you already know what you're going to get from Juzang. Cody Riley's a beast in the post. I feel like Tiger Campbell as well has got to, you know, orchestrate everybody and get everything going. I think UCLA could be the sleeper team to go on a run here in this bracket. But ultimately, Ben, I got to go with is Kentucky. It a sleeper? Is it a sleeper if you go to the Final Four and bring everyone back? Oh, I feel like if you're a four seed, you know, you're still considered a sleeper. But – I gotta go. I gotta go with Kentucky, man. Look, Kentucky. They have two guards at the end of the day. Ty Ty Washington. Who's the? What's the other guard's name? I can't think of it right now. Severe Severe Wheeler. Yeah, Severe Wheeler. And not to mention they have Oscar Shebway, possibly the best big man in all of college basketball in the middle. Look, I do think their their matchup with Purdue is interesting, considering the fact that Purdue has Zach Eady and they also have Travion Williams, two big men who basically wrote two basically of, of the top ten big men in college basketball. They rotate in and out. Not to mention a guy we've bragged on a lot on here, Jaden Ivey, playing playing guard for them. Look, that's going to be a dogfight in that game. If Kentucky gets past them, I think they can end up making it all the way to the Final Four. I think there's going to be a decent bit of upsets inside this bracket, but I think Kentucky and Purdue have the two best shots to get out of here, but I like the Cats to get out of here and go to the Final Four. I like Kentucky as well. Kentucky, you mentioned Zach Gideon Williams. Kentucky's got the best big man in the country. I think he's probably going to win National Player of the Year in Oscar Sheepway, so I'm not too worried about that. You know, Coach Cal's got a lot of veteran leadership on his team this year, which is not something he typically has. I think Kentucky can win in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, they have got they have at least three guys off the top of my head that shoot the three ball very, very well. Uh, but they don't necessarily rely on the three. So I, I also have Kentucky coming out of the East region. Yeah, and also, too, this is not your typical Kentucky team, guys. This team's got a lot of grad transfers, a lot of veterans on the team. Remember, Kentucky didn't make the field last year, so they got something to prove. I love a John Calipari with a little chip on his shoulder. So I think Coach Cal gets Kentucky out of this region once again. That gives us a Gonzaga-Kentucky Final Four for me. Ben, you had Gonzaga coming out as well, right? Yep. We got the same Final Four on this side. I think that me and Ben might be a little different on the other side, though, guys. Let's get it to the other side of the bracket here. We'll start out in the South region where our number one seed is the Arizona Wildcats team. A lot of people are going to be picking to win it all as well. And I couldn't disagree with you necessarily on that one either. Um, they're the one seed in this bracket. Your two seed is the Villanova Wildcats. Your three seed, the Tennessee Volunteers, SEC champions. And your four seed is the Illinois Illini. Ben, what are you looking at in this bracket, man? This this uh, South region is pretty chalky for me. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I I don't mm-hmm. really like a lot of the upsets. There is somewhat breaking news. Uh, Michigan's um, Michigan's Devonte Jones will not be playing in the first round. Um, okay, that's big. That's that's their probably their second best player behind Dickinson. So I, I'm still I'm still up in the air with Colorado State and Michigan. I, I think almost everyone is choosing Michigan in their brackets, which makes mm-hmm. me want to lean Colorado State because even if you have them losing in the next round, you don't really lose that many points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know what? Even though the seeding doesn't make this an upset, uh, I think the best game in this region mm-hmm. is the 7-10. And I'm going with Ohio State. I, I think everyone is picking Loyola Chicago. Okay. And I just want to reiterate that this isn't the same Loyola Chicago team that that we once saw make the Cinderella run. First of all, it's a different coach. Uh, it, it's a coach coaching in his first year versus an Ohio State coach. Denzel Valentine's here. brother. Yeah, Drew Valentine. And they have a great defense. Loyola Chicago is probably pretty good. They got Sister Jean and God on their side. I understand all that. <laughs> but Ohio State's got a coach, uh, Chris Holtman, who has been in the tournament multiple times from his Butler days and with Ohio State. They have an All-American, EJ Liddell, who is is playing in this game. And they're even going to have um, – it's Ryan – I'm blank on his last name – Ryan uh, – God, I can't think of his last name, but um, it's number 25. It's number 25 for the Ohio, for, Ohio, uh-huh. for the Ohio State Broncos. He's good, and he's, he's back healthy. So, listen, I, even though it's not an upset, a 7 beating a 10, I think it's an upset because everyone is I agree. Loyola. Um, I think Ohio State wins the first round. I think the best – the sneakiest team in this region, and it's not sneaky for their seeding because they're the two seed for Villanova. And I say this all, all the freaking time. Jay Wright is the second best coach mm-hmm. coming into March Madness this year, right behind Coach K. And it, it's sickening that he gets disrespected and not talked about. Maybe not disrespected. He just doesn't get talked about. The man has two national championships. How many coaches, active coaches, yep. do you name that have more than one championship in college basketball right now? Active coaches. It's Coach K. It's Jay Wright. It's uh, Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. That might be it off the top of my head. I think like Bayhan doesn't it. have it. Izzo doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, Calipari doesn't have it. Not not many coaches have it. So, and Roy Williams obviously isn't active. He's not coaching now. Yeah. Uh, Baylor's coach only has one. It. There's not many folks. So appreciate Jay Wright. Um, I think Villanova has a good chance. I, I honestly. I think the best team in all of college basketball is Arizona. So I have Arizona representing this region, but I think Villanova and Arizona are the two best teams in this region, obviously being the one and two. I think, uh, I don't know. Do you have Colorado State? Do you have Michigan? Even, and does your opinion change with Jones being out? Yeah, so I actually didn't know that, but I actually did notice the spread had been steamed from Michigan minus two and a half to Michigan minus one. So that means money was coming in on Colorado State. So that makes a little more sense. I'm just going to say this. My logic on picking Michigan is that they're a little bigger inside, but Diabate and with um, Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson. And Colorado State ranks really poorly in rebounding efficiency and defending the Rams. So I'm probably not going to change my pick. I'm personally not going to bet on this game, though. So I'll probably just watch this one for fun. This is actually the first game of the entire tournament tomorrow. So, I mean, I'm not going to think too much into this one just because I have Tennessee beating the next team. I will say this, though. A lot of people – Tennessee, I was telling Ben, I like Tennessee a lot. I picked him to win the SEC tournament last week. Now everybody's kind of liking Tennessee, and Rick Barnes is a history of choking in the in March Madness. I mean, even when he had Kevin Durant, he got bounced in the second round. Him in Texas never really did much. He, I don't think he ever got past the Sweet 16 when he was the head coach at Texas. So I personally think Tennessee's going to be a trendy pick. A lot of people think are playing hot basketball. I'm out on Tennessee. I actually have both UAB and UT Chattanooga, the mocks, pulling the upset. Um, UT Chattanooga is a really good team, man. They're conference champions. Obviously, they won on a buzzer beater. 
their best player was transferred in. He was a five-star. I can't think of his name right now. But also, too, Houston, man. Houston has zero quad one wins except for beating Memphis, who was in quad two. That's their highest quality victory all season long. I think Houston's pretty overrated. They're missing some of their better guys. I mean, the AAC is pretty terrible at this point now. Wichita State, SMU, none of those teams even came close to cracking the tournament. Only them and Memphis made it out of the AAC. I personally think they're pretty overrated. I think both the dogs lose here or win here. And I have UA, I actually have the mocks, mock madness, baby. UT Chattanooga bouncing on to the Sweet 16 and getting bounced pretty easily by Arizona. One thing that's not being talked about much, though, is Arizona point guard Kerr Carissa is injured and he will not play on probably at all on the first weekend. I don't think that they'll need him to beat the winner of TCL or of Seton Hall and TCU or to beat the winner of Bryant and Wright State. We'll see, though, how he's looking once it gets down to the next next part of the rounds. Um, UT Chattanooga, that was definitely my sleeper to make a little noise in here. I did pick Leola Chicago to win, Ben, but look, I, it's no, I don't have him doing anything against Villanova, so I don't think you're wrong at all there. I do think it is kind of a trendy pick. I probably won't bet on that game either, personally. Um, ben, who's coming out of this region, man? You thinking of Chattanooga, you thinking of, like, uh, I think it's like Malachi Smith or something like that? Yeah, I believe that's his name. Yeah, and with UAB real quick, I mean, everyone's caught in the sensation of, like, the Jelly Walker kid. Mm-hmm. Um, It's great, and, and guys like that who can just absolutely drain from the outside. His name is Jordan Walker. They just call him Jelly um, from the Jelly fan movement. But I, I think Houston, Houston's reputation under Kelvin Sampson is defense, and just mm-hmm. they make you take tough twos, and I think that's enough to get them kind of passed. But I, I don't blame you for picking that. I think that's also a popular upset pick. Um, I have Arizona. I think Arizona is the best team in college basketball, even without their point guard. I, I think they're good enough because uh, I, I think he does come back eventually, just from what I've been reading. And listen, they got size. They have a lot of athleticism. They can shoot the ball from the outside. They have the Pac-12 player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's all set for them right now. I, I think they're in really good shape coming into this tournament. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't disagree with you, Ben. I think Arizona's a hell of a team. I mean, they battled back down double digits in the second half against UCLA without uh, Carissa. I mean, it looked like it was absolutely nothing, but I'm I'm not going to lie. It's very tough for me not to pick Arizona to get out of this region, but it kind of pisses me off, honestly. Like I was saying earlier, how I feel like they did a shitty job putting together the bracket. Like, I wish they shipped Arizona. Like, I wish Arizona and Baylor were swapped out, or I wish, like, Villanova and Duke were swapped out or something like that, but... I'm going to go with Villanova, man, for all the reasons you said. Jay Wright and this team, they know what they're doing, man. They have the, they have the veterans on their side with Colin Gillespie. I've watched this team play a lot. They play an awesome five-out offense. They can D you up on defense. This is a great defensive team with Villanova. I feel like they're not getting enough attention or enough focus on them. I've got the Villanova Wildcats making it out of this region, man. I just feel like that they're due to go on a bigger run, especially after getting bounced early last year. Um, Let's so. So current Final Four update, Ben and I both have Gonzaga versus Kentucky. He is Arizona. I have Villanova. Let's go down now to the Midwest region. Number one seed, Kansas Jayhawks. Your number two seed is the – who would we have thought would have been on a, on one seed with the way the season played out, the Auburn Tigers. Then our number three seed here is going to be the um, where the, the Wisconsin Badgers in their – an injured Johnny Davis, and then your four seed is the overrated Providence Friars. Ben, what jumps out to you in this region as possible upset material? First of all, this is the this is the region of overratedness. Um, 
Auburn just really limped into the tournament. Wisconsin, best players kind of banged up right now. Providence, I, I don't know. You and I kind of disagree. And people are like, oh, they played this close game. I, I think that makes them tournament tested. Um, I this I have decent amount of upsets in this. Obviously, LSU lost their coach due to mm-hmm. the details haven't come out, but it's because of the scandal that's been going on for forever. Um, so I have I have a couple. Um, South Dakota State. I'm going to pick over Providence. South Same. Dakota State is is a team that has won 30 games this year, and I think they've won like 20 something in a row. They have the nation's longest win streak. Yeah, 21 in a row. Uh, the longest win streak, well, I mean, you can't get hotter than that coming into March Madness. Mm-hmm. So I like the Jackrabbits there. Um, listen, I think Colgate has a real chance against Wisconsin. Johnny Same. Davis is going to Johnny Davis is gonna play, um, which is obviously huge. He's the Big Ten Player of the Year. And you, you could have given Big Ten Player of the Year to a handful of guys, but to say that Johnny Davis didn't deserve it, you would be wrong. Yep. Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's really good offensively, defensive efficiency. They're in the top 50 in the country in both. I just think Colgate, listen to this. They're 19 out of their last 20. They've won. Colgate was the team that almost upset Arkansas last year. They have, they're very senior led. They, I think they have at least three to four seniors in their starting lineup. All five seniors uh, average double digit scoring this year. I think that's impressive. And they're the best three-point shooting team in the country. I literally think they shoot like 45-something percent. 40, connecting with 40.1 uh, of their shots from long range. You shoot 40%, you have senior leadership, you have tournament experience. I think that puts you in a great position. And they're playing against a team where their star is not 100%. Um, I think that sets them up great. I have Colgate not only winning their first-round matchup, I have Colgate making the Sweet 16 as a 14th seed. Um, and then I think they just run I do to too. Auburn. I think I think Auburn will just give them a little bit too much run for their money with a little bit more athleticism than they're going to see out of Wisconsin. Um, so I think it kind of just sets up nicely for Auburn and where they're kind of sitting right now with with who their uh, first round matchup is and and they could possibly play USC and Miami. I think USC could be a tough matchup because they do have a lot of experience with mm-hmm. Mobley and Peterson and they got a lot of length. But I just don't think USC is as good as Auburn. I think talent just wins that game. Plus, USC is atrocious from the free throw line. You can go to a local YMCA and find a better free throw shooter than how <laughs> USC does. Um, the sleeper team in this region is the hottest. It, it's the second hottest team. This this region has the hottest teams in in uh, coming into the tournament with South Dakota State and Iowa. I think Iowa is insanely okay. hot in this region. I think they set up nicely with the possibly playing Kansas. We know how Kansas does in the tournament. I think this is a really good Kansas team. I really do. They're senior-led with uh, Obagie and um, McCormick. Yep. Uh, Christian Brown is really good. They even have uh, the kid from Arizona State, Remy Martin. Kansas is good this year. I just think Iowa is coming into this tournament hot. I think Iowa has a top three player in college basketball, especially at the moment, in Keegan Murray. Um, Bohannon's a good three-point shooter. Keegan Murray's brother, apologize to him. I can't remember his name. Um, my only thing about Iowa, and this is interesting, Iowa thinks it's going to be a pretty popular pick to at least make it to the Sweet mm-hmm. 16. Fran McCaffrey as a coach has never made a Sweet 16. He's never been past the Sweet 16. I don't even think he's ever made a Sweet 16. So that's tough to do it in your first year. I just think when you have a player like Keegan Murray 
Uh, it gives you the chance to do it. And I get it. Luca Garza is probably the best player yeah. to ever play at Iowa. That's why his jersey was retired in less than two years. He's not built for the tournament, and he's not built to lead a team to a national mm-hmm. championship. And what do I mean by that? Well, he's a slow big man that relies on the post-up game. Yeah, he could shoot threes and a pick and pop, but that's not his game. He was a post-up dude. I don't think you're winning the NCAA tournament or going that far when you have to post up every single time. I just don't. Keegan Murray's a guy that posts up. He can hit. He's a really good mid-range shooter. He's a pretty good three-point shooter. Bahannon's a really good three-point shooter. I think Iowa is coming in hot after winning the Big Ten. I think they are the most disrespected seed in anyone in March Madness. It is ridiculous that they won the hardest conference or the second hardest conference, whichever, whichever your opinion is. They won the tournament. And they're a five seed. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm actually glad you ended on them, Ben. I have Iowa winning. I almost took Richmond to beat them. I do think Richmond will cover the 10-point spread tomorrow. But give me the Jackrabbits going to the Sweet 16, man. Look, Iowa is in is the worst nightmare for South Dakota. South Dakota State's the worst nightmare matchup for Iowa. The Jackrabbits can drain the three ball and want to play with a ton of pace. So does Iowa. But the thing is, I don't think their defense is going to be able to keep up with them. I think Iowa could have some tired legs from all the big games and points they put up last week. You got to remember, they had to play that extra game because they were a five seed, I believe, in their conference tournament. So they had to play an extra game than a lot of these other teams that won the conference tournaments did. So I think Iowa's going to have some tired legs and will lose the Jackrabbits on the second leg of that. I really do think overrated Providence finally gets it. I do have Colgate as well going to the Sweet 16, but man, I love Auburn in this bracket. Auburn meets the criteria of the team I talked about last week, a team that all season long was one of the most dominant teams in college basketball, got to the conference tournament and got embarrassed in their first game and saw quickly, you know, if we show up and we just chuck up a bunch of threes and just kind of expect to win, then it's not going to happen. As bad as Auburn played, they even still had a chance to cut in and win that game at the very, very end of it. I think Auburn is going to not is going to look at things differently in this one. Bruce Pearl is one of the top five coaches in all of college basketball. I think Auburn's overdue. I think Auburn ends up coming out of here. I do have them playing Kansas in the Elite Eight, but I do have a lot of upsets in between there happening as I have a 14 seed and a 13 seed playing in the uh, Sweet 16 in this bracket. Who's your top five coaches? <sighs> My top five coaches? Coach K, Jay Wright. Um, hmm, it's tough. I guess Mark Few. Don't say I guess. Stop that. Um, well, I'm trying to think about if I'd have anybody in there over him. Uh, yeah, I think you have to put Mark Few in there. Um, hmm. I'll tell you right now, I, I don't think Bruce Pearls, I think he's top 10. I don't think he's top five. That's why I'm challenging. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it more. I guess Bill, <laughs> Bill Self would have to be in there for sure. Yeah. Is he, does Bill Self only have one or two national championships? He's got one, but he's got a million Big 12 championships. Yeah, and he's got a couple national championship appearances. Yeah, Bill Self absolutely has to be in there. The fact that he wins the Big 12 every single season with how good it is, literally the only reason why he didn't win the the conference tournament last year was because they had too many COVID tests and were at a forfeit the rest of the tournament. Um, yeah, I guess I guess he's probably like number seven or eight, so I'll apologize on that. He but once Coach K is gone, he can, he can go up Pearl better than like – I mean, is Pearl better than like – Izzo and Calipari? Not Calipari, but Izzo. You can make a case for it, yeah. Ben, great coach. Bruce Pearl's a great coach. 
No, he is a great coach. I think Auburn's the most talent. I think Auburn's one of the most talented teams too. I think Auburn's been so talented all year, and I think they got embarrassed. And the thing is, nobody's Katie really Johnson. talking about him anymore. Katie Johnson's over fourteen game. I'm hopefully got all the misses out of him. I mean, shit, you'd hope by now. There's a there's a famous quote that John Calipari has said. It's one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard a coach say because it's absolutely hilarious. And he wasn't talking about Katie Johnson. He was talking about when Kentucky lost to Tennessee in the SEC tournament. He said, as a coach, I've told my players multiple times. And he said, you don't have to make every shot, but you can't miss all of them. <laughs> Katie <laughs> Johnson missed all of them. I mean. Yeah. No, it was bad. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I feel like Auburn learned a lot from that loss. I feel like that was the best thing that could have happened to him. I feel like now they're refocused. They don't have as much pressure. They don't have as much attention on them. I mean, they're still the regular season champions in the SEC. Give them some respect. Wire to wire. Yeah, exactly. Who do you have coming out, Kansas? I actually have Iowa. Um, okay. I, I don't disagree with the tired legs thing. Um, I just think Keegan Murray is the type of player that can really carry a team. Plus, they have a lot of you know senior leadership, which Auburn doesn't really have. Um, my like my thing is so how much do you buy into like this is more so the SEC teams than anyone else. The SEC teams, the top teams in the SEC, were terrible on the road this year, and I mean not not very good. Like Auburn wasn't great on the road, especially to finish the year. Tennessee wasn't very good on the road, and uh, Kentucky wasn't. They were all undefeated at home, but they weren't. All of their losses came on the neutral court or um, on the road. Well, my I know that ten- Tennessee won the SEC, which which obviously is, yeah. is neutral unless you're playing Kentucky. Uh, which they beat Kentucky. I, I count that as an away game for Tennessee. Kentucky, though, was like two for eighteen on threes or something like that. Right, but do you think that plays into it? Not being able to win on the road this year. Well, look, I'll say this: I I made that I made the uh, terrible road record thing against Texas Tech. I still have them in the Elite Eight here. The way I look at it, man, is you're not going to be playing a hostile SEC environment where you're playing a night game on a Wednesday night where all the students have been drinking liquor at a frat house since <laughs> since <laughs> like two p.m. You know, like it's not that kind of situation. I definitely think it's worth something mentioning that teams struggled on the road, but at the same time, you know, it's not the same kind of road environment. Everybody's playing on the road and you don't have the same kind of student environment, you know? Yeah, I I think that's a good point. Um, it doesn't make me that worried. I just think it is something to bring up. If if there yeah. was ever a time where Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee struggled, it was it was on neutral courts or mm-hmm. uh, on the road. And I think Tennessee is the only one that proved that it doesn't matter for them because they won the SEC tournament. No, I agree with you completely on that one. Hey, I will say this, though, in your in your defense on Iowa. At the end of the day, I think they can – I mean, South Dakota State and Providence, they're still going to be better than. I just think South Dakota State's going to be hot in the tired legs thing. But, hey, you know, they can still get past them. If they get past them, the tired legs don't matter anymore. And on top of that, there's going to be a, a seed that's higher than a two seed. I mean, I have all two seeds and one seeds in my Final Four. There's, they're damn sure going to be like a five seed or a four seed or a three or a seven, you know, that makes it to the Final Four. So picking a five seed is not a bad idea. Like I said, I had Arkansas in my Final Four. I just can't do it because I really think Vermont's probably going to get their number tomorrow. And that's just why I don't – I don't know. It's just too risky, in my opinion, to take, uh, to, to take them to go to the Final Four just because I really think they could lose that first-round game. But, hey. We'll see how everything plays out, Ben, with all that. Let's get down there to our final four matchups here and break them down. Since we both have Gonzaga and Kentucky, Ben, who do you have coming out of this game and why? Well, it's funny because I was just saying Kentucky went on the road and I have him in my final four. Um, I I have Kentucky. I have Kentucky beating Gonzaga. 
Um, I think the physical nature of Oscar Shigwe can really bother Drew Timmy mm-hmm. when he's had to go up against some physical centers this year. He kind of goes a little weak on him. So I think Kentucky that I have Arizona playing Kentucky and I have Arizona winning it all. I'm not the, the first year head coach doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the depth of Arizona and the skill players that they have in each position is ridiculous. And I think it puts them in great shape to win it all. And it, for people that don't know, just this is for Arizona's future. It doesn't affect them right now. Uh, Tommy Lloyd, who that's their head coach. Are you familiar with what he was known for at Gonzaga? Um, defense, right? He was. I'm talking about in recruiting. Oh no. He was the international head recruiter for Gonzaga basketball. Okay. Think about how many guys Gonzaga's had over the years from non or from not the United States. Yeah. You can think of some pretty good names, can't you? Yeah, Arizona's gonna be so. just fine with Tommy Lloyd coaching. Um, Pac-12 Player of the Year. It's, it's Benedict, but he goes by Ben uh, Maurin. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Mathern. Is how it's pronounced. But Math- I could be wrong. I think it's Ben Math Ben Mathern. Um, they're lengthy. I mean, when they when they play their big lineup, I mean, mm-hmm. the smallest guys like six four, six five. They can jump out of the gym. These guards. They shoot the three ball well. They shoot free throws well. That's big mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and they play great defense. So I think Arizona takes it home this year. Yeah, you know, Ben, like I said, I didn't feel good about keeping Arizona out of that, um, out of my final four. I have Villanova and Auburn playing each other. I have Gonzaga and Kentucky playing each other. I'm going with Kentucky. All the reasons you said, Ben, I'm, I don't have anything really different from me on that one. Look, I'm going with Auburn, man. I just think Auburn's – I just feel like the, the position Auburn's in and everything. You had such a great season. You saw everything snatched away from you at the last second. I feel like Bruce Pearl and them have been in the gym, and, you know, they've kind of been on their, like – I feel like they've been reevaluating everything, and they're like, we got to get right or else we're going to get bounced quick in March Madness. I think they're learning their lesson. I think Auburn's going to turn up here and remind everyone why they're the best team in college basketball. Now they've dropped to being ranked seventh in the nation. I know that's got to sting all, all those reasons on them. I think Auburn gets it done somehow, man. I think they come out and win the national championship, and I think that all our Auburn friends are going to be very, very happy. You have Auburn making the championship? Is that what you're no, saying? Yeah, I have Auburn winning it all. I have them beating oh, the winning national all. championship, yeah. An all-SEC final. Yeah, who would have thought, man? I have an all-SEC final, and no ACC teams in my final four. I think the ACC is absolute garbage. Well, it is this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing, honestly, but hey. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, I think that the key you need to look out for when picking your bracket is I personally would not pick Gonzaga to win it all. I think they're the most commonly picked team. I know for a fact they're the most commonly picked team. I know for a fact, guys, the number one seed is not winning this. Like I said, there's definitely going to be like a seven seed or an eight seed in the final four. But with that being said, I think I have a perfect bracket. So if you listen to the last podcast, you know what to do if I get a perfect bracket. Isn't that right, Ben? <laughs> Yeah, it's good news for me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully everything works out for us. Ben, any closing words or things you think people need to think about when making their bracket and headed into March Madness? Not necessarily when making their bracket. I just want to say something on March Madness. This is uh, the best way to determine a champion. I agree. And I, what makes it the best is – even when your bracket gets busted, whether it's game one, whether it's after the first weekend, it doesn't matter. People are still so invested. Eyeballs are glued to their TVs. And even from the gambling side, you lose bets, 
And I feel like you can still appreciate, yeah, it stings in the moment, but I feel like people still appreciate what this tournament gives us, how much entertainment it gives us. And uh, if you've never been able to go to a March Madness game, I don't care what round, I highly suggest going. It's one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the last time I was in Atlanta, um, 2007, 2008, something like that, I was fortunate enough to go when it was Ohio State, the Ohio State and um, Florida. It was like Al Horford, Joakim Noah, yep. Corey Brewer versus Conley and uh, Greg Godin, all those guys. Like it, It's just one of the most magical events you could go to. Um, and we're just getting started. Yeah, hey, I'm excited to watch just as much as Ben is. I will – let's put it this way, guys. I'm in about three bracket pools. I don't have more than, like, $80 pending on my bracket. I'm going to be betting on the games and betting way more than – on the first game, let's put it this way, I'll be betting more than I have in the entire bracket pool put on it. But, hey, I think bracket pools are fun. I think they're a hell of a way to go. It just is, you know, you're probably not going to have a perfect bracket, although I think I am. But, um, (laughs) anyway, guys, um. Ben, it's a pleasure as always. I can't wait to react with you to all these games on Monday. It's going to be another great podcast as usual. But everyone, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.